listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Welcome back, everybody. It's Pawnee Public Radio, which means that you are an honorary citizen of Pawnee. I think I'm just I'm connecting all the pieces of who we are and, and what we're about. Yes, if you are listening, you have your pa- Pawnee Public Radio citizenship, your Pawnee citizenship. Yeah. Um, if you're listening from Eagleton, it's okay. We welcome you here cautiously. I'm honestly honored. I mean, I think if we're reaching that kind of listenership, we're doing something right. You're going to tell me next that you were born in Eagleton. This is a great bit. Um, Before we get started, I just want to let you, the listener, know that we never do this, and we probably won't again, but we are recording this episode pretty early. It's actually right now, Halloween, October 31st, because Will is going to embark on a road trip. He's helping a friend move, Mm -hmm. and so we are recording this significantly earlier. The only reason we're letting you in to that behind-the-scenes is because we want you to be aware that if you either sent in a voicemail uh, and you don't hear it for this episode uh, or an email or a tweet, you will hear all that next episode. Yeah. And an exciting thing is that I'll be able to listen to my own podcast on the road trip. So it's nice to know that like an hour and a half, I, I sort of know how that time will be spent. So I'm so if if I'm Perfect. listening to me right now, Will, great driving. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, because it is October 31st when we are recording this, we don't know what happens on election day. Now, in the future, for future lesson, you know, when you're listening to this, you probably know. I'm going to assume the results a week <laughs> after the election will be known. But if you're like, oh, why are they so cheery? Like, it's madness out there. Just know we, we don't know what happens in yeah. You know, a week and a half from it's, now. It's very much a time capsule. So we're yes. We're hoping for the best and we're to each other, we're saying, you know, keep phone banking, <laughs> keep volunteering, keep working. I hope you but voted. By now, yeah. It's it's all happened. But it's too late by the time you're listening to this. Um so yeah, we just wanted to say that up top to let you know what the deal is. We won't be doing this again, but you know. We'll try not to say, uh, when we talk, we'll try not to talk about time, like, sensitive things. It'll all be um, sort of like a bottle episode in time. I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> we'll really keep, we'll really try to stay in the present, which is a show that came out in 2010, <laughs> 2009, yes. 2000. We'll keep our attention. And it's fully wrapped up, but we'll yeah. stay in that reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can too. Um, and we're glad that you joined us in this reality for for the I next few minutes. Text- <laughs> I got a text from a friend today and I shared it with Will and it made me so happy. My friend said he was talking to some friends and they mentioned Pawnee Public Radio and he asked them, oh, did you find it because of Northwestern? He also went to Northwestern. Mm. And they said, no, people are talking about it in the Parks and Rec fan community. Now, this made me so happy. So if you're here from the fan community, welcome. And also, (laughs) where can we join you? (laughs) Yeah, where's the party? (laughs) I'm just so I've I this all started because I'm such a big fan of Parks and Rec and I know all the words to this show and I wanted to spend time watching it, chatting about it, joking about it, 
you know, we talked to a writer from the show. We hope to maybe sprinkle in some actors moving forward. We're not quite sure where this is going to develop to, but we're really happy you're here from any community, but especially if you're just a Parks and Rec fan and you found us. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for telling your friends. I find that now more than ever, 60% of my conversations are just telling podcasts back and forth. <laughs> the oral tradition is alive and well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an honor to be to talk about a show and then have people talk about us talking about the show is is very fun. And I feel very lucky. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's also just fun to think that like, people are doing what I do all the time, which is rewatch it because they're Parks and Rec fans. But this time, they're tuning in to hear what you know, he to talk to us about it. If you're from the Parks and Rec fan community, and you have that deep fan insider knowledge, feel free to send in um, a town hall. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Join us. Anytime. How do they do Join that? Join us. It's easy. Join us. Join <laughs> us. Sorry, I th- I thought I would chant, but you didn't chant. So now I've chanted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it is chanting, among other things, is tricky again because we are zooming from opposite ends of the country and a, That's for a very solid fair. chant. I, I think. always want to say things. I always want to say things in sync and like chant. <laughs> yeah, just like all the things that we can't do from uh, different ends of the country. Yeah, what I miss um, the most is unison. <laughs> Oh, I know. Would you hold hands with your friends in person and chant? Yeah. No, just me. Yeah. That was a, that's a, that is a different community that I belong to. The community where I hold hands and chant. And um, yeah, we're doing that later on Halloween. Um, so that's a no little spooky. Time. No, that <laughs> Halloween. Oh, that's old news. T- it puts us in time. <laughs> They're over Halloween. <laughs> Halloween was long past for them. There's there's certainly a percentage of people out there who are already looking forward to the next ween, which we big Hallow fans, you know, we just big ween head here. Huge, huge fan of the ween. Um, really looking forward to ween 2021. I don't know that you know what you're saying. I I'm going to assume you do. <laughs> I, I often do not. And thank you for calling me in. Thank you for calling me um, in with that. <laughs> they're probably already excited for Thanksgiving mm. and Christmas, maybe, or Hanukkah, or whatever you celebrate after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a weird Thanksgiving this week. Why? I for said someone no who time. didn't want to talk about time, someone is obsessed. All I'm doing <laughs> is obsessing over the calendar. Let's get into this because speaking of Christmas, this is a Christmas episode that we've watched on Halloween. Yeah, called Christmas Scandal, <laughs> season two, episode twelve. It is twelve days of Christmas scandal. Um, truly, for one of the first times, we've got an A story. We've got a B story. We We've have got a little baby C a little story. baby C story. Um, I, lying in a Christmas also, manger. Beautiful. This is <laughs> the B story may as be as well be called the best story. B for best, because I love this B story. It's it it really sets the tone. It's like a tonal shift for the whole series and a character shift. Mm. I know we have to talk about the A story first because A comes first in the alphabet, but I just want you to know that I There's something to look love forward to. This yeah. B story. Yeah. Yeah, we we open at the Follies, which truly looks like a really great time. And the Follies is the the Pawnee government. It's a different department every year, and they lampoon um, other government officials. You know, big news items of the year, the uh, raccoon infestations. 
Leslie being a comedian, considering like Amy Poehler is a brilliant comedian, but I love when Amy Poehler plays Leslie playing a comedian. Yeah. Because because <laughs> Leslie is like Leslie thinks all her jokes are really funny. This isn't the only episode where Leslie gets to try out her comedy chops, and she always loves it. And I like watching this specific audience of government employees eat it up. Like, this is the only audience in which Leslie Nope is like a brilliant comedian. Yeah, she kills. And it is, it is a thing she where it's like... She kills this set. <laughs> it's very clearly just insider insider comedy, where it's the jokes <laughs> are only... Are only hitting for they're as inside the as the yeah. inside of Mayor Gunderson's dog Rufus, who's crazy. <laughs> uh, what is this mood? Okay, keep, yeah. So what happens? They're at the Follies. They're singing. It's really, really charming. And uh, Leslie in a wig playing the character of uh, an old timey stand up comedian who is uh, Councilman Deckhart um, does. A, a killer roast about all of Deckhart's sex scandals, which are legion. Wait, isn't she playing Deckhart? She is. She is Deckhart. Yeah. I started saying that she was an old timey comedian, and then halfway I through my confused. sentence, I remembered yeah. <laughs> who she was. Um, and just imagine living in my brain full time. It's exhausting. <laughs> uh, I would love to live there for a few minutes, kind of get the lay of the land. You're always and welcome. Then yeah. Stop down. Yeah. Climb on in. We'll we'll have an inside um, out episode yeah. soon. So Leslie's making fun of uh, Councilman Dexhart, who yeah represents the every politician caught in a scandal on this show. Yeah, if you're not um, familiar like with politicians in the real world, they they love to have sex scandals. Like every, it's sort of a rite of passage for you know not in the show but in real life. I think politicians just love a fun sex scandal, right, Hannah? Would you agree with me? I don't want to. <laughs> But I want to support you. It was a hard back and forth. It was like I wanted, I wanted to yes and you for those in the improv community that fi- have found us. Mm. I just, I just like to assume many communities are eventually yeah. going to find. No this one's podcast. really alone. We are all of like, our, our there's social the, like the yeah. coffee community because I mentioned one time I was drinking coffee and they're like this podcast for me. Mm. We're both drinking <laughs> so, coffee right now. If you're yeah, so keep coming back curious, for more. <laughs> I will say I got an espresso, which was more money up front, but now I make my own coffee and per cup, I'm really saving in the long run. This was the right decision. It's delicious coffee. This this podcast is not sponsored by yeah, Nespresso. Do, but do copy I for the ads was. you want, not the ads you don't have. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to constantly be hawking products on this podcast until someone Always from that be selling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really love it. I, I even got um, milk options. I have oat milk and whole milk, both from Trader, from TJ's. Actually, no. One of them's from Pavilion's. These are the interesting details mm. the Parks and Rec fans are going <laughs> to decide to turn it off for. All right, back into the story. So they do this. The, yeah. an, a series of incredible skits. Um, Leslie's heightening of Councilman Deck, Dexhart's uh, scandal is that, you know, there are multiple women. There's a love child involved. Nurses, rabbis, priests. The crowd goes wild. We have wild. It's just it looks like a really fun night, and I, there aren't going to be we any consequences from this. Yeah, Retta, who plays Donna, has an mm. incredible singing voice, so she's sort of conducting. Yeah, really like carrying April's the whole group. Wait, yeah. Is is Ron a part of it too? I don't. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to guess no. Yeah. I think this is another thing where Leslie's deputy is stepping in and doing doing the whole thing. Yes. I don't see Ron, but I do, you know, because April, you know, is below level. She's the intern, mm-hmm. below, otherwise known as below level. <laughs> Even April is singing and participating. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, pretty fun internship. We don't talk about it enough, but what... What has yeah, she gotten herself into? If you want into? to apply for a Parks and Rec internship. We're hiring for free. We're hiring. <laughs> yeah. So we, again, we breeze right through the opening credits and we find ourselves back where it all started in the lot. Um, but the lot is looking incredible. There's not a park there, but the the Christmas festival um, has been organized <laughs> and is put together by Leslie and it, it looks beautiful um i'm not familiar with christmas wait no i am (laughs) that i started the sentence and realized that it led into a lie i meant to say i i'm jewish so i've never really fully celebrated christmas like one time i was in an elevator with my other roommate who was jewish Mm -hmm. at the time and we smelled pine cones and we were like what is that smell why are there pine needles everywhere in this elevator and then it took us an embarrassing amount of time to realize it was a christmas tree mm. but even i would want to go to this celebration yeah it seems it's a winter wonderland it seems just oh, like beautiful it's, it is it looks like a blast have we sold you on this or are we <laughs> never gonna get through the a store we're just gonna sell you on the christmas <laughs> Um, a big thing that we learned that I'd like to come back to, um, and if we don't come back to it, please hold us accountable, is Leslie does reveal that everyone will will play the part of Santa for two hours. Um, so I, I think that is uh, that's something that we can all all look forward to. We will discuss. But April runs up to Leslie and is like, you got Councilman Dexhart, yeah. we got a voicemail from Dexhart's people. Dex Hart wants to meet you at this lounge area. So Leslie goes and meets up with Dex Hart, which leads to a very funny scene of Leslie being like, I stand by the comedy yeah. that I have put forward. I stand by my my Netflix special on you. And and Dex Hart is is like, you can stand by whatever you want. I just want to know who who told you. And we realize that uh as as seems to happen more and more with onion headlines in real life. <laughs> The joke that Leslie made has come to fruition, and she actually described almost word for word the latest sex scandal that that Dexart has. Yes. I want to say this found is a good in, lesson, but, yeah. though, in don't admit something until you're sure the person knows. Like when I was on Deal or No Deal, I had a lot of confessionals that never yeah. made air. But before the show started, how heavy I is the briefcase? Up, what do you think is in the briefcase? Yeah, Which briefcase I called you up this yeah. girl. Who and I was like, listen, I talk a lot about sh- of shit about you on Deal or No Deal. None of the confessionals aired. I did not need to call her up and admit this. <laughs> so, like Dex Hart or Leslie, don't admit it until you know the the person actually knows. It's a great lesson. Both of your parents are lawyers, right? Yeah. See, both of my parents are English teachers, and we love a good story. <laughs> <laughs> so, my advice would be spill. <laughs> Spill it all. <laughs> but you should listen to Hannah. You should listen to but Hannah in, in this case. In this situation, Dex Hart has admitted to things he did not need to admit to. So Leslie heads back to the office. She's very quiet. I mean, as often happens with secrets, 
I'll make a blanket statement. She now has the responsibility of not spilling the beans, you know, so she she isn't going to reveal she's not going to be the one to break this scandal. But she walks into the office and it's too late because she's the 24 hour news cycle in Pawnee has already cycled through and Leslie is now a part of the story. And there's a photo of her in the Pawnee Sun bending elbows with Councilman Deckhart. We get a great line as well of like how slow the Pawnee news cycle is where some <laughs> a, per, a kid from Pawnee went to the Olympics and they covered it for a year. Yeah. But he wasn't in the Olympics. He just went as a fan. It's a great line of television. I made the front page of the Arkadelphia paper, the Sifting's Herald, because I was uh, a kid looking for fish in the lake. So That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you just is that know true? That's what was true. the header? What was the headline? Oh, probably like something's fishy or like cute young boy looks for fish. Okay, I feel like cute young boy hunts for fish is a bit, is a, is a little bit, is a little bit uh, weird. Yeah, not but the I best like headline. Ga- ga- something's fishy. I something's like that fishy. one. This is why you shouldn't write your own headlines, especially if you're four years old, which is I was, I was trying to get myself into the headspace. Um, so Leslie is now a part of, she's part of this and she does not want to be so she calls a meeting with the whole office to try to like you know west wing this figure out the problem get get her name un unsmirched um and it it seems like this is going to work perfectly but a few moments later they're back in the lot and who should appear but uh First name forgot, last name Softcastle reporter, um, who accuses Leslie of of having an affair with Councilman yeah, Decker. I really the I think a part of this A story I really like. Yeah. Probably my favorite part of the A story, even though B story best you know, story. Yeah. If you remember, focus. Uh, my favorite <laughs> part of the A story is the various media outlets in Pawnee. We get the Pawnee Sun, and then. Um, because Shauna Ma- Malway Tweep is probably the – she's not in this episode, but she's probably the most legitimate of the Pawnee news cycle. Yeah. But then there's the Pawnee Sun, which is sort of the scandal, like, OK Magazine. And then we get a great Joan Calamezzo la- later. Um, and I just think the, the media cycle is the best part of the history. Yeah, it's really – it's really fun. Just all the fun media characters. Yeah, so so the Parks Department tells Leslie she just should step back for a moment. Get out of the spotlight. Lay low. Um, lay low. And so Leslie gives all her duties um, in a day or two uh, to the rest of the office. But we'll get to that because that's the B story. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Do you like the, the B story, story? Are you looking forward to talking about that at all? See, now you're teasing me, and it's like you're taking my childlike joy, and you're peeing all over it. Yeah, I'm like one of those illegal Calvin decals on the back of a truck from where I grew up. I hope there's a I community no of people. I idea what I you're like talking I like to think about. there's a community of people who like those illegal Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes decals on the back of trucks. Oh, boy. So, Leslie... One, the way that she starts laying low is she goes out for a nice lunch at what we both think could be a Panera Bread. It's not. They definitely show the outside if it not being a Panera Bread, but it looks like a Panera Bread inside. Yeah. So if you're imagining it now, why not just imagine Panera Bread? 
Yeah, yeah. So they're at Panera. She's got in the two for one, mm. half of the Mediterranean veggie, half the mac and cheese. If you get anything else, you're wrong. <laughs> Plus, you got to get the mango smoothie, but ask for whipped cream because they don't put whipped cream on Panera in the mango smoothie unless you ask for it. <laughs> that made me yes, more. Yes, I have a Panera car. It made me more nostalgic than I than I thought it would. Um, she's yeah, there. Yeah, really started <laughs> crying as I listed the food. Yeah, no one has to know. Um, I cry during every episode. She's there with Cop Dave. It's um, true. Listen back to our other um, recordings and see if you can hear where Willis starts to weep each recording. Yeah. I don't make a sound, but my tears are big and they are loud when they make contact with things. Mm. Um, she's there. She's there with Cop Dave, and he reveals some some big news in that he is uh, he got called up into the army. He's in the army reserve. He's in the Army Reserve, um, and he's he's shipping out to San Diego, um, which is a you know a dangerous place. It's not really dangerous. It's just that we, he's moving could, to a new no, city. No, don't say it's not dangerous. A week and a half from now, we don't know what it's going to be like in San Diego. Will this is true? Of, of October thirty first, it's not that dangerous, but, but we're living in the past. But it's remember it's it's Christmas two thousand nine. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I think San Diego <laughs> is fine. Here. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and you know, Dave, you know, tells her they haven't been dating for that long, but he wants her to come with him. He's in love with the Army Reserve. I mean, Leslie. Yeah. It. He. He. He's not a romantic, right? That was I my big like takeaway. <laughs> He is a romantic. I mean, he falls in love. Um, why is he not a romantic? He invites the girl he's in love with to move across the country with him. How is that not romantic? Okay, I hear what you're saying. So he's he's a big he's a big softy in a lot of ways, but the only language that he has to describe how he's feeling is is this like uh the way that someone would fill out a police report. Um, so that's sort of how he talks to be, about everything. No, you don't have to be a linguist to be romantic. You can be romantic and just not be able to verbalize it in the way that you're accustomed to. Son of two English <laughs> teachers. First of his name. Well, you're really litigating here. <laughs> I think it's, you know, I think in an episode in which the office will get to it, mm. sort of falls in love with Leslie, I feel like. I, I maintain that the, my favorite thing about the Dave-Leslie relationship is that we get to see this character that's been low status for a while have someone who's truly just so in love with her, yeah, so committed, and I, I like that he he wants this because it shows, it, it you know, him wanting her highlights some of the qualities that make her desirable. I think that's they're not yeah. why she's desirable, but they highlight it. Yeah, I think he. I think all that's true. I think what's all. I think he. You're absolutely right. Has loved her for thank who you. she is. <laughs> you're welcome. Wait, I missed the second thing because I was saying thank <laughs> yeah. you. As what? Uh, <laughs> well, I think we get the idea. No, no, I think that that he loves her for who she is but he does we've already seen that he doesn't totally understand her in no. in context that's true you know so i think he he likes where she's gotten but doesn't realize how important i wonder important if she'll get a love story at some point with someone who loves her for exactly who she is 
That would be and that also would be who cool. she could be. I mean, if we could hop around, if we could Marty McFly our way through time and think about anything and talk about any moment, we could find out. Then we could do that. But unfortunately, you have to watch one episode at a time, and you can only watch one a week. I like that idea of like he's in love with her, but it's you know it's not the full version of who she is. She can find someone who loves her for who she is, but the best thing is when she finds someone who loves her for who she is and what she yeah. and sees what she could become. Yeah. I love that perspective on love. I think Will is a romantic, but continuing on in the story. <laughs> they, okay, so then the second part of laying low for Leslie is that she goes over to her friend, her friend Anne's house. Still a new friendship, but they've gotten very close, very quickly. It's important to keep in mind, though, that they are just friends. Remember that before we get any further into this episode. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Leslie is, continues to spill the beans about the San Diego move. Um, and it's just a bittersweet moment. Oh, I moment. love this moment. But I love this yeah. moment because Leslie, uh, Anne goes, well, they're surfing in San Diego. You could learn to surf. And Leslie's like, I'm actually pretty good at surfing. And Anne goes, I bet you are. Because I feel like Anne's come to like have, you know, her love is born out of respect. And even though they're not romantic, as suggested in this episode, mm. They are, with the Ron-Leslie relationship, I would say, so far in the series, the most um, the most characters that love each other the most. Yeah. And it's really cool seeing, uh, seeing Leslie and being reminded that, uh, again, after, like, the hunting trip where we see that Leslie's incredibly competent at hunting, like, being reminded that, that Leslie's, like, good at lots of things, you know, is, like, has... And and I think the the thing we were just saying about Dave has a rich life outside of her relationships and even outside of her work. You know, like she surfs, right. she hunts. But unfortunately, unfortunately, wait, she I, also shakes hands with Mayor Deckhart, which we see yes. immediately afterwards wow, on the news. You yeah. just picked up that sentence. I said unfortunately because I remembered something bad happened next, <laughs> but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, and you just swoop. In there, like yeah. a hug. I saw that- the I saw the that's so Raven moment in your eyes, flashing to something, and I and I met you there. I just did the that's so Raven eyes into the camera. I went, <gasps> but that's not going to be exciting for the listener. So we'll keep going. Apparently, a while before, yeah, Leslie, because Leslie claimed to the Pony Sun reporter yeah. four years before she she claimed she had never met Dex Hart, but apparently she had shaken his hand at some sort of like press thing. And she also pulled up her pants while she shook his hand, which the news thinks is some sort of sex symbol. It's really just because she wasn't wearing a belt. So now the scandal has gone deeper. Mm-hmm. And Anne decides to step in and help. Yeah. By bringing Dexhart to her house to speak to Leslie. Which, as Anne observes, was way easier than way it, too than easy. it should have been. Yeah. Um, they have a quick conversation. Deckhart refuses to to take responsibility and to come out with the truth um, even the opposite he wants to be connected to leslie because she's so wholesome and so he's actually having a scandal with her is actually better than the true story yeah which is just a lot of mistresses and babies mm-hmm. too many babies um so so this part of the plan really really doesn't <laughs> the plan doesn't work they try having a direct conversation with him. Doesn't work. In fact, 
backfires because a photo of the three of them now makes it its way onto the news and and the, the this conspiracy is just spiraling out of control. Yes. And 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 Joan Calamazzo has a guest on who says that because Leslie and Anne are standing Anne are standing close to each other, just like when any two women are standing close to each other, it must mean they're lesbians. Mm-hmm. With that heightening, Leslie decides to call up Joan Calamazzo and go on Pawnee Public Radio to clear her name. Pawnee Public Radio? I wish. Can you imagine if we oh, got no! Leslie on the show? Oh. Yeah, so so Leslie <laughs> in the story comes on our podcast, hops into the future, clears her name, but she also decides to go on Joan Calamenzo's <laughs> Pawnee Today. Yeah, she's on she's on Pawnee Today. She goes with Anne, which is what a slip up. <laughs> Honestly, that's the scandal of today's episode. That little goof. Once the news gets a hold of this, Hannah, whew, good luck. We are fucked. Who are they going to believe, you or me? Well, I actually, I'll agree, with, I'll agree with you, though, and we'll hopefully put it, <laughs> put the scandal to bed pretty soon. Wow. Leslie's now on Pawnee Today, and she's brought Anne, which doesn't help the dating rumors. Yeah. But honestly, you can't live that way. You know, you got to just follow your truth, bring your friends to your stuff. Um, yeah. Leslie is excited to... Is this- <laughs> yeah, what? I was just going to say, they also were mistaken for lovers at the banquet episode at season one. I think people just sense that they love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, Leslie's on the show. It's about to begin. She's excited to address the rumors. Um, we realize that Joan probably isn't going to be, uh, isn't going to be fair and balanced. She starts, the first thing she says is sex, drugs, possibly rock, rock and, and roll. roll maybe. <laughs> Um, and we realize that it's, uh, that Leslie is maybe in a pickle and almost immediately, uh, councilman Deckhart joins the scene and the three of them yeah, are on the show a together. Setup because Leslie says, why aren't you questioning Dexhart? And yeah. then Joan's like, we should. So Dexhart comes out and is, is like, these are scandals. We should keep our, like, private life private, sweetie. So he's trying to continue the narrative that him and Leslie had a thing. There is a moment Leslie- during this scene where, I, where I'm like, you're not fun for me to watch anymore. <laughs> like, I think I, I enjoyed all, this, all the scenes of them up until this point. And then, and then when they're on TV together, I was just like, don't. <laughs> Stop lying. It was hard for me to yeah, watch. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. We'll learn the councilmen in Pawnee are not the best. No. Um. And and it is, as from an earlier joke between Hannah and myself, Joan says, you know, I guess it's your it's your word versus hers. Um and as as proof that the rumors are true, Councilman Deckhart says that there is a mole on Leslie's right buttock. I think it was left buttock. It could be this either. This is one. how Let's rumors spread get started now i'm gonna look it up because i'm yeah i'm really bothered no, this that is I don't good know. please yeah buttock just let me know um so this we is you're about to find out exclusively yeah. which buttock it is pony public radio well not exclusively it was on tv in 2009 yeah, 10 years ago <laughs> it, it's been on for a while if you're into it's, things that are exclusive where, yeah that's not really it's not really the game we're playing here <laughs> okay Mulgate. Let's see. We are live figuring this out. Nothing. 
okay? Nothing is better than a live moment. You have it right here? She has a mole on her right buttock. It was the right buttock was the claim. Will was right. (laughs) I'll say it. Worth it. Um, But Leslie realizes that the only way to to put the rumor to rest is to further debase herself on on local television by mooning Joan Calamezzo and revealing that no mole. No mole. No mole on the butt. No mole. No mole gate. You know, Joan is a real fun character to watch here, but Leslie clears her name and the A story concludes with her going to the Christmas. Um, what is it? What would you call it? A jamboree. That's not right. Well, yeah, it's some kind of it's it's a holiday holiday extravaganza. A pitaganza. Um, well, because in the pit, you know what we? I sorry, lot, lot, lotganza. What we? Lots. What we just sped Lots right past fun. because it is a kind of forgettable scene is that she breaks up with Dave. I thought that happened after. Oh no, probably before. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So she tells Dave she can't go with him because this is her hometown and. As rough as things got, she wants to fight for her hometown, which will become a theme throughout the series. Yeah. That even when things get bad, you only have one hometown. Yeah. Unless you have more than one hometown, then you don't relate to this theme. <laughs> and you're not one of the communities that has started listening to the podcast. <laughs> you buy um, you buy coastals. <laughs> all, all the people with multiple hometowns just sadly pack up their headphones and are like, this isn't the podcast for me. Not for me. This can still be the podcast to, for, for you. We hope you stay. Yeah. But she ends it with Dave um, and goes to the Christmas lots of fun event because it's in a lot. Yeah. And um, they have waited for her to light the tree. It's a really, yeah, which is being broadcast live on internet radio. It's a beautiful moment. Um, And we get get a hug between Mark and Anne, and we get a hug between Andy and April, which, more on that later. All the stories, A, B, C, coming together. Beautiful party. Coming together. You know, let's, you know, before we jump into the B story, I just, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, that there is a point where this story gets uncomfortable. There's a lot of truth in comedy often, but... With Dex Hart, like this, you know, there's a lot of truth in comedy. Yeah. Of how me- much sort of male politicians can get away with. That's sort of, that's the joke that gets heightened and heightened throughout mm-hmm. the series. And it does suck to watch Leslie be put in this position. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we're talking about jumping through time, but 2010, you know, it's a heightened version, but maybe you don't resign. And I think now, 2020, we've seen examples of, of people who have resigned after, after certain scandals. But we've also seen that more and more that people can, you can continue to get away with it. I think if Dex Hart is a part of certain political parties, it might be less of a demand to resign. I think that's, I think that's, that's true. That's a scandalous <laughs> sentence. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really, um, this yeah, it becomes a theme that Leslie deals with a lot of shit, but decides to push through in whatever way mm-hmm. in order to um get to serve her hometown. Yeah, and, and we the final sort of moment in this episode is is Leslie returns to the office after having the rest of her staff um, you know, help out and pick up her duties for the whole episode, which we're about to we really get to. We're about to get to. Um, and picks up the phone and gets back to work. And it's a really sweet yeah. ending. 
And I'm thinking because it's a Christmas yeah. episode, probably it was, you know, it was the first half of the season. And then they probably took a few weeks off before the show came back. So it does, it feels like a sort of middle of the season. Um, yeah. And we yeah. also say goodbye to Dave. And I know there's mixed feelings about Dave as a character because of all the, you know, the actor behind him and all that. But I will say as Dave, just as a character, I, I really liked Dave, the character mm. in terms of um, his directness and his appreciation for Leslie. Uh, this is the first relationship of Leslie's. We're seeing it. Yeah. Adieu. And on to the B story. B story, best story. Um, so this is why I, I want to say why I liked it first before we get into the details. Okay. It's a very simple story where Leslie um, wants to, is going to take a step back, doesn't want to. I almost said wants to. She never wants to. But so everyone else in the office picks up her duties. Mm-hmm. I don't even think this is the first, uh, the, the last time, excuse me, that the other members of the office will pick up some of her uh, duties and realize mm-hmm. how much it is. But my favorite part of this is it's a decisive switch from the Leslie Nope we were introduced to in season one, who... Her capabilities were questionable, and people in the office tended to be laughing at her. To a very clear, Leslie may have a lot of quirks and awkwardness that we all love, Mm. but she works really, really, really hard, and the people in the office are thankful she's there and respects her for it. Yeah, it's it's a- And we never go back after that. Yeah, no, I I think that's- Spot on. It's also a really fun... Thank you. <laughs> I like when you say that I'm right or spot on. I'm just looking for validation. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, I'll keep it coming. I... Thank you. <laughs> I think, too, that it it's just a, a fun way to show um, that she does the work of, you know, five to seven people. Um, by having five to seven people struggle. No other department has a Leslie. No, no. Other department has that's it. a future quote that us the Parks and Rec fans that are hopefully now tuning in will recognize. But we <laughs> okay, can keep don't going. play favorites. You know, we're all all listeners are great. I love <laughs> listen. I love the Survivor fans that have chosen to listen. I love the um, Northwestern fans. The 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 fans of Will that my childhood the friends, friends of Will yeah. and fans of Phil. <laughs> Childhood friends. Uh, er- <laughs> Appreciate no, it. Will, uh, Will underplays. He has, they call them the Will heads. And they are. <laughs> like war heads, but Will heads. <laughs> and they are, they're, they're a huge fan base. Yeah, they're out there. They're out there somewhere. If you're a Will head, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> oh, they, they will. Because that's. They will. That's what we do. Will. Ah. So Ron is in the office. He's passing out. <laughs> A, a nice little typed up daily tasks of Leslie for this day that they're all covering. And it's like 10, 10 duties per per person. Um, mm-hmm. Good luck. But this is what Leslie does just by herself. That's the joke is that yeah. even in teams, they each have a lot of things to do. Yeah. They're, they have their work cut out for them. Um, we And so B story is just a romp through everyone trying, you know, WW. LKD, what would Leslie Nope do? Christmas. I thought that, you know, it's, it's an appropriate acronym. Um, we start, Ron is in a conference um, and 
is is called upon to give a presentation which he is not prepared to give. But we cut away back to David, back to the A story. And so I'm curious: is there a deleted scene of him giving a presentation? If you know this, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, what was the presentation? He seems to know nothing about the presentation. Does he make up a presentation on the spot? I had lots of questions about this presentation. It's it's an episode where we learn how much Leslie does, and are reminded of how little Ron does in a way that's a little troubling about him as a boss. <laughs> we like him a lot personally, well, but he. Truly maybe doesn't do a single thing. We'll learn in a future episode, though. Time, Hannah. someone comes... We have okay. to stay where we are. <laughs> There's This is a spoiler, so um, I don't know what is happening in a couple weeks, but go yeah. do that for 30 seconds. But there is a future episode where someone comes in, a character we haven't met, tries to change up the office, and Ron... Just to defend Ron, Ron seems to go, Tom only works hard when there's someone to impress. April hates everyone. Like, he does really know and manage the people he works for, mm. but does he himself like the government work? No. So we're sort of learning more about the relationship of Ron and Leslie through this story where Ron has to cover her duties. You're so right. You're so right. Um, yes. So Come back are- if, you, if you left. <laughs> people are scrambling. Um, we got Mark and, and Tom. Tom are a team. They breeze through some of the tasks, but they forget to buy a case of they beer. They don't forget. They choose no, no. not to. They You're choose. Right. They're like buy a beer too much for slack. sanitation yeah. is the list, and 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 Tom goes, let's just eat lunch. So they go to lunch instead, which turns out to be a huge problem because of everyone's favorite character, the raccoon. The raccoon, there's a big infestation because sanitation didn't take out the trash at the Christmas extravaganza. Um, and so we realize that all of these little, little things, even if people don't understand why Leslie's doing them, there's a reason behind everything, you know, and she's, she makes so everything ahead. function yeah. to, to connect it to a different, uh, a brother show, The Office. It's like when Michael fires Dwight. And then all the plants in the office die. Yeah. <laughs> because Dwight is secretly coming in and watering the p- plants and arranging the toys on Michael's desk. It reminds me of one of those where, like, there are all these little things you don't even know. But when you have a character like Dwight or Leslie, they're doing so many things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is, is, again, every once in a while, I think of, like, why this, why Parks and Rec as a show is so lovely is because it's fascinated by that very idea of you know what what are all the little things and all the little um you know romances and uh personal squabbles and all the little things that are beneath the surface of of local government um that either make it work or make it dysfunctional or make it interesting or make it human well in this case because they didn't give the beer sanitation the raccoons are now at the christmas event and if they don't take care of it they will hunt the children yeah <laughs> Yeah, April April For says sport. I thought I thought raccoons were nocturnal and and the raccoons upon E don't play by those rules. It's a very simple B story, but in that last moment where Leslie comes back after everyone's been covering for her, mm-hmm. you know, they all kind of watch her come in. Ron gives her her um kind of binder portfolio thing back and she picks up the phone and goes, hi, this is Leslie Nope of the Parks and Rec Department. And everyone in the office is sort of watching her with like, thank goodness she's back. And a new level of respect that I think 
is important to the show. So this, this would you say that this moment is why it's B for best? Is this why it's your favorite part of the... Yeah, yeah. to me, the collective love between Leslie and the Parks Department is like part of, at the heart of the show, whether it's them trying to like love her back by doing things they will in the future or mm. her loving on them and going above and beyond is sort of what makes the show so great. And I think is a little bit what was missing in the season one, beginning of season two area where the show works because this woman is the heart of the office. Mm -hmm. um, and also does the job of all the other organs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's, and like, yeah. Or go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, finish your thought. No, I just think like eventually the office will become more self-sufficient, but it's also because of Leslie. Mm -hmm. Like Leslie is that figure. And I think this B story set, sets that up. It's like the bread of which the peanut butter and jelly will be. Why'd you let me keep going? <laughs> now, now there's peanut butter and jelly. I really, I had this brilliant thing. I'll, Maybe not brilliant, no, but I had me... this thing and then you let me get to peanut butter and jelly. Cut the sandwich in half. I'll take a bite. I'll play. Yeah, take some, <laughs> take some bites. Delicious. I, I think you're, okay, now let me finish. Don't immediately thank me because who knows what I'm about to say. Um, but, but I think you're right. And I also think in listening to you describe like that, the relationship again as the heart of the show we started the episode talking about like what it means to be a romantic. And I think the show, this episode is full of love stories, right? It has like Dave and Leslie um, at the end of their love story. It has, uh, you know, Dex Hart in <laughs> not a love story, but a series of scandals. But then we <laughs> also have like the relationship between the office as a community mm -hmm. and Leslie. So we have that lovely moment at the end where we realize that they all love her for all that she does and have a newfound appreciation. And then we have the romances between Mark and Anne and Andy and April in our sea stories. Which we're, yeah, about to get to in the sea story. But I think um, I'm kind of just like looking ahead a little bit at the different um, things that are to come. Like I don't, yes, of course, there will be moments where like the office won't, respect her 100% or Leslie has her quirks. Yeah. But I don't, I think, I think the show found something this episode that they never went back on, mm -hmm. which is that Leslie works so hard and it inspires the people around her. Yeah. I, and now we get to watch how it affects the people around her. Yeah. I, I love the idea of, of learning as, as writers and as, you know, actors and, and showrunners sort of learning the rules for your show. And, mm -hmm. and like writing, you know, what's called a show Bible often before you pitch a show of like, here's how the world works. Here are the rules of the world. Um, but those rules, as with like, here's another metaphor, a constitution, you can amend and like improve upon the document. And we should do that more often. And the part. I don't know. It's a couple weeks later, they may have. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oof. Roof. Crazy. Mayor Gunderson's dog. Rufus. <laughs> um. That's a little inside joke from the episode that we're still talking about. I yeah, but I love, I love that that you like. This is find, something they're changing. Yeah, you find what works and you and you like stick with it. Yeah, we have an adorable sea story this episode. Um, the sea story is an exchange of Christmas gifts between both Andy and April and Anne and Mark. Um, they're 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 I think purposefully 
tied together to imply that there are now two couples uh, dating mm-hmm. in a way. Even though Mark, I uh, sorry, even though Andy and April are not dating yet, um, it is heavily foreshadowed and flirted with this episode. It starts with April going up to Andy saying that she needs help getting a Christmas gift for her gay boyfriend. And unlike other characters, when she says that her boyfriend is gay, Andy doesn't question this. He just agrees to help. Mm-hmm. And I liked that detail that he, there's no, wait, he's gay. Why are you dating him? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it, it clicks in. It makes sense with Andy who gives not even, um, it maybe would be offensive suggestions for like what gifts you should suggest for someone else's gay boyfriend. Um, but Andy kind of gets further and further off off base <laughs> with his with his gift ideas. Um, back Mountain CD, yeah. trip to Germany, some of the, the ideas. Eventually, she asks him, well, what would you want? And he would want a Reggie Wayne jersey signed by him after he catches the like winning uh, touchdown. Yeah, which in in the last episode, I don't think we talked about this at all. But Andy talks about one of his most valuable possessions being a shirt that he tackled someone in. So it seems like he has <laughs> he is like obsessed with objects that are tied to moments tackling. in tackling <laughs> history. Well, he definitely loves the cults. Like yeah. this is a big thing for him. And at the same time that this exchange is happening, Mark is trying to figure out what to get Anne for Christmas. He wants to get her a computer case Mm. because she mentioned she wanted one. And Tom tells him that a girl like Anne deserves diamonds. Which? I don't necessarily disagree (laughs) with. Usually I, listen, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have gotten her the computer case, but imagine if inside the computer case, we're diamonds. <laughs> I I do like that reveal. I think would would get uh would get a reaction for sure. And I think you know Tom. Maybe you don't need to get diamonds, but the thing that he's pointing out is like this is an opportunity for you know to show romance or to show some like heat, you know, some passion. Um and and especially with both the the jokiness of the April and Andy scenes and also the reveal of the final gift that April ends up getting for Andy when she does get him this jersey that he wants. Um, There's like, it's fun and flirty and romantic. um, And, you know. So to to zoom in on that for a second, April, who has been pretending to be, be like shopping for her boyfriend, actually ends up getting... Andy, the Reggie Wayne's dirt jersey. I think it's Reggie Wayne's. I want to make sure now. I'm, I'm, I <laughs> keep saying Googling it with so much confidence. You're looking, up, you're looking up jerseys. And it's really fun because we, um, like, right. Yes, it was number 87, Reggie Wayne. Perfect. Um, Singular, Reggie Wayne jersey. <laughs> she, she wraps it. He's so excited yeah. because it's, it's the big twist. It's the surprise that she was never asking for help with her boyfriend. She always wanted to give him a gift. I like how even at the Christmas scene, the shots of Anne and Mark are intercut with Andy and April. Like Andy wearing the Santa suit hugs April. Mm-hmm. And we both went, oh, because she like, it's just really cute. And then Mark gives Anne just a computer case. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives him. What is she? Tickets to see the Pacers. And then he says, 
and I'll give you, I got you another gift, which is that you don't have to go with me. Um, which is like, yeah. shows that he knows her, but also shows that they're not excited to do things together. <laughs> they might not be the most compatible. Um, it is, especially when they're up against Andy and April, mm-hmm. who aren't even dating. They're literally just like glances. It's a bit like early Jim and Pam. I'm really in my office kick of yeah. comparisons today. But in those early scenes of Pam and Jim, where it's just glances to the camera or glances off to the side, and we know that they're falling in love and they don't fully understand it, it reminds me of that. And so Mark and Anne up against that, it's just, it's not an even race here. If love is a competition, which we all know it is, if we're agreeing with Tom, you know you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And- I mean, I think to your point too, it's like, it's, it just feels sort of obvious that the gift exchange between Mark and Anne, again, hanging out in his office for some reason is, it feels more like the gift exchange between friends and the gift exchange between Andy and April feels more romantic. I would say Leslie gives Anne much more romantic gifts than this. Yeah. Well, they, as her friend, you know, you see, see two women together and you've got to assume that they're good friends yeah yeah i think um yeah i just think that we you know we constantly see mark and Anne. you're right in mark's office again they're not actively looking at architecture plans this time um but it just sometimes the chemistry is just not there what do you think are the symptoms of the turtle flu at from the town hall when um we we go to Ron. Uh, yes, because yeah. speaking of town hall, these town halls are sort of what inspired us to have a town hall section. It's the classic Pawnee. Not only is it classic, the whole office loving and respecting uh, Leslie, or at least respecting her work ethic. It's also a classic town hall. I um, I love um, when we had when Rachel Axler joined us. She talked about having like a candy bag full of alts of lines, and I am ex- I would. I would kill to get a candy bag of like town hall alts. Alternates. There's got to be thousands of. I mean, the, we get the sentence. I found a sandwich in one of your parks. Why it didn't have mayonnaise? <laughs> Which is, I just so ah, funny. So funny. The turtle flu. It's obviously when you turn into a turtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that needs more explanation. <laughs> um, as long as, along with lines that don't need any explanation, I. Just so that we have it recorded in our record, this is the episode where, in response to why Santas are taking two-hour shifts, Jerry says, it was just farts. We don't need to talk about it. I just think it's important that we take a moment to to say that line and to have it forever as yes. part of our catalog. <laughs> forever recorded. All these town halls are making me miss our town halls. Well, I kind of want to hear I've got good news. We have, we have some right here. Oh my gosh, we went up to 99 today. So the first person that calls in next week will be 100. Congratulations to whoever that is. The first call is from Anonymous, number 96. Hi, Hannah and Will. Love this episode. Uh, I thought it was brilliant, tight, funny. I am happy that Tom the Cop is exiting this show at least for now uh, and that Mark Brandowitz is 
is proving your point that he's just a boring boyfriend. Andy and April are falling in love. Uh, my question to you is, who leaked uh, the photo of Dexhart, Anne, and Leslie? My bet is April. She seems to have just that look so many times in this in this episode. Let me know your thoughts. Bye. This is great. This is mom thinks April's not falling in love. That's not what the looks are about. It's because <laughs> she's the one that leaked. What do you think? Did April leak the Dex Hart scandal photo? I does she hate Anne enough? I. I do love this. I mean, this feels like a conspiracy that we will never be able to get to the bottom of. No amount of deleted scenes will ever answer all of our questions. My impulse is that uh, Dex Hart has very intimate relationships and is sort of single-handedly keeping the local... Pawnee local, Yeah, the Pawnee Sun alive son, yeah. by letting them just take pictures of him <laughs> wherever he goes. Um, I think he planned the whole us, thing. Yeah. yeah. So please let us know. Do you think April did it like my mom's suggesting? Or not suggesting, saying. I would say accusing. Do you think the Pawnee's yeah. son did it? Or was it someone else? Don't look in your bushes. I don't know. I don't Again, know. Again, All right. it's Halloween. <laughs> we It's just spooky. We can't help but be just a little bit of spooky. Forgive me. Um. Thank you, Mom, too, for loving the episode. <laughs> Our next uh, voicemail is from number 97, Anonymous. Hey, Hannah and Will. Uh, Still enjoying the podcast? A Christmas show? Seems a little early for a Christmas show, but why not? Uh, I love that, that Will takes the Tampa Bay Stingrays or Tampa Bay Gators or... Maybe he means the Florida Gators and he's talking about college football. But I'm going to mark it down that Will has Tampa Bay and Tom Brady to play against Hannah's Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 53 or 4 or whatever Super Bowl they're going to call this one. Uh, and we'll see who wins. Uh, but as long as Will raised the Florida Gators and he's from a from a Southeast Conference state, uh, who's going to win the National Football Championship? That's this week's question. You guys are so on top of the sports. Bye. Thank you, Dad, Sports Guy Dad, for calling in. Um, I did not realize that Tom Brady played on the team that I thought I made up, and I won't go back on my wager, but I will be betting against myself. Hey, now, you're talking to a Patriots fan. I might not be a fan of some of Tom Brady's politics, but you're talking to a What's Patriots fan. What's my money? Fan. I'm just Watch I'm, out. I'm betting against myself. Boston. Oh, wow. It's effective. Um, Boston. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the college football national championships. I, I know mostly about Oklahoma football because of some people from my cast on Deal or No Deal. Um, yeah. I ha- happen to know, you know, they had uh, Baker Mayfield won the Heisman, and then you thought, um, that's it, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to swoop in and say that it's looking like a good year for the Razorbacks. We might not have a professional football team from Arkansas, but I think the Razorbacks 
are looking really good this year. No. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to keep talking about Oklahoma? No, keep going. <laughs> no, no, keep, keep going. Um, yeah, Woo Pig Suey. I haven't necessarily watched very many Razorback football games, um, but I have worked at the concession stand at multiple Razorback football games, and it always sounded like people were having a good time. And that's the kind of team that I want to find. Yeah. That I didn't finish my sentence, which Baker Mayfield won the Heisman, and then Kyler Murray won the Heisman after him. Mm. So it was two Heisman winners in a row. And I got to learn while watching Oklahoma football, like how you can get like two special points and all this crazy stuff. And I learned about the Red River showdown. Like I learned all these things about Oklahoma football. What's their mascot? So I should... A giant O you and a giant U. You're a shrug on a podcast, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed it was a giant O and a giant U. What the heck is, is it that? A, a sooner? I don't know. Wait, a sooner's a thing? I just thought you boomer sooner. You just shouted things. Maybe I don't know. What is that? Is that a horse? What is a sooner? I just thought it was something they shouted. My guess is a sooner has something to do with the people who. Who's no, settled? it's the Sooner State, yeah. right? So what is? It's not a Sooner because it's. It looks like some sort of horse thing. So it is a horse. Okay. So basically, we're saying pigs versus horse is kind of where we're going. What was your team's name again? The Arkansas. We're the what? Razorbacks. It's a wild the pig. Razorbacks. Yeah, ferocious little. It's beast. a wild pig against a horse, Dad. Sports guy, Dad. I hope this answered your question. I love that this is becoming your podcast, as we learned about last time. The next voicemail is from Amelie Vega, number ninety-eight. Hey, Hannah and Will, this is Amelie calling. I have two thoughts about this week's episode. First of all, I very much relate to April in this episode from uh, in regards to flirting with the person you actually like by talking to him about the person you're in a relationship with. Hysterical. Incredibly my speed. Part two is, Leslie is involved in a sex scandal this week that is untrue. And she ends up mooning Joan Calamezzo in order to prove her innocence. And I think I would do that to prove my own innocence. Um, so my question is, would you guys? Thanks for the great podcast. Have a good day. Only good questions. And yes, great very question. much relate. Thank, <laughs> thank you for calling in. I also relate. Yeah. Does anyone not relate? <laughs> yeah. Do we have any communities of people who, who flirt direct? Because they're like, I like you. I'm not going to talk about anything else that's secretly about you. Um, I think I'd pull down my pants to clear my name. I've got a lovely butt. Yeah. No, I, no way. I also, yeah, I feel like my butt is actually one of my best features that doesn't get enough airtime, screen time, anytime. It gets no airtime on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's all sound, my, similar to the tree lighting. My one. W- worry for myself in this moment is that I would I would jump the gun and I would try to solve problems with my butt that my butt couldn't solve. I would try to cash non-butt checks with my Help. butt checkbook. It's, it's, yeah. it's the cabinet's falling over. Will just pulls his pants down. Something like that. Yeah, I think or I would also, you know, I would maybe do it once and it would work really well and then I would learn the wrong lesson and if, if there was a You'd scandal about Tom, I would be like, um, well, <laughs> yeah. here's my butt. Time for the ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I I also love the Freudian slip from my mom's voicemail. I have to point out of Cop Tom. Yeah, she just combined some problematic characters. I also just got a text from my dad um, that he wished he had called in before after he knew this, but he said Northwestern just beat Iowa in what he called COVID football. Oh, I, I so there's a college sports. I guess update. neither one of us remembered our own college and alma mater. We can I chose that Oklahoma. Later. I was like, I have. <laughs> I have friends who like this other college, and you were like, Arkansas. Yeah, you know, my dad once snuck into the student section of a Northwestern football game pretending to be security because he was sort of dressed like security. Um, That was one of the few games I went to. Also, I was a tour guide at Northwestern, and we went to the football stadium for a meeting, and Coach Fitz, um, is that that his name? I think so. He came, and... We had to sing the fight song to him as tour guides, mm. and he stood right in front of me. And I'm not quite sure I knew the fight song. And so I was in front of him, like, clapping, be like, go, you Northwestern, reach your bitters high. <laughs> it was not a good situation. Um, let's, let's get to our last voicemail from Anonymous, number 99. Incredible. Last two digit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Hannah and Will. This is Abby calling from Chicago, uh, specifically Will's apartment because we live together. <laughs> um, I'm calling because, you know, in Cute. this episode, Leslie, you know, uh, moons somebody on television in order to kind of clear her name. And I'm just wondering for the two of you, each individually, what would make it worth it for you to drop your pants on television? and moon the world um what would what would be worth it earnest answers only please <laughs> all right love the show what, thanks guys what kind of oh <laughs> the sea story of will's love life um wait thanks, Abby. what was what answer what <laughs> earnest, what answer earnest answers only earnest. yeah thank you so much for calling in i will say i'm concerned by the fact that we both were so excited to drop our pants from the last caller yeah, but i'm also <laughs> that the bar might be low <laughs> i'm also very touched and reassured that um my dear friend amelie and uh love of my life abby both ask but questions just i just feel like i'm doing something right so thank you doing the right thing um abby thanks for calling in i know i'm not the one who inspired (laughs) it but i appreciate it we're all yeah we're all part of it okay earnest answers only what would i i know we're all a part of it i never doubted that (laughs) (laughs) earnest answers only what would you do to drop trial i I mean we were joking but i do i do think my bar is pretty low i mean i know for me i i don't mind well i still don't love it but you can criticize me but if you criticize me incorrectly i get really annoyed Mm -hmm. like i've had trolls be like oh so you think this about yourself and i'm like no and those are the (laughs) ones i accidentally respond to um don't try it i've gotten better at just blocking these people but So I think to like correct information similar to Leslie would be the reason. I'm answering earnestly. I promise, Abby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think to to set the record straight, I would also drop trow. I would drop trow to um, protect the innocent. Like if I could, if putting my butt in between someone else and harm would help, then I would, I would drop trow for that. Um, 
Yeah, me too. Not just selfish reasons of correction. Protecting the innocent. That's like a Batman sounding phrase, but I love that it's connected to dropping trout. And I guess there's also like- Will is is Batman if Batman's only move was to drop trout. And like the innocent aren't going to be innocent for long when when your butt is there, you know? So there's like- That's true. It's kind of a- Kind of a catch twenty two situation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. um, Abby. I'll, I'll also just say I would moon for you. You know, any any time. I guess. Yeah. I think the audience, the audience, the listeners knew. Yeah, that I would moon. Yeah, I would moon. You called her the love of your life. You'd probably show her your butt. Oh, you mean to protect yeah, her? Well, I yeah, I would show her. She would. Get to see my butt if I was like if yeah, taking taking a, a specifically a butt bullet for someone yeah ah uh, yeah um that is really really sweet I'm um, a romantic I just want to remind <laughs> yeah he would take a butt bullet for the people he loved and the innocent um I just want to remind you if you called in for this episode specifically but have not heard your voicemail don't worry we're recording this early and so we will get to you at next time and we will still answer questions about this episode in case you really had a burning thought yeah and i think but for now if you also if you want to you know town halls always a great way to get in touch with us if you have like a theory if you have a photo that you found that you think is incredible if you're if you ever doodle while you're listening to it and by it i mean us and by us i mean pony public radio um Our email boxes are open. We won't always respond to the email, but we will, like like your parent, maybe respond on air in this podcast to any email you send. And those are our town hall at pawneepublicradio.com. We love emails. We love emails. We also love tweets. Mm. Our Twitter is at Radio Pawnee. You get to check out, if you go to our Twitter, the new mural. From Sean Yanell that he made of Pawnee Public Radio. It's one of my favorite things to maybe have ever existed on the internet. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, it's now the cover photo of our Twitter page. Hannah, Check Hannah and I are riding, riding on this funny looking horse. What did you just say? Funny looking. Camels? Yeah, we're riding on some camels from Sean Yanell. Incredible. It's really, yeah. A great piece of art. And the last way is if you want to leave us a five-star review, it really bumps us up in the Apple podcast so more communities like the community you found us through can hear us. That's Pawnee Public Radio and Apple Podcasts. If you leave us five stars and, re- and a review, we must read it on air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we love reading stuff. And we love you. Yeah. We hope wherever you are, hope you're safe. Hope your heart's okay. Hope hope you're doing great. I hope my future heart's I'm okay. Talking your to future us. Heart's yeah, okay. I'm also talking you're to talking myself to... on my road trip. <laughs> I hope you're okay. Um, Will, what st- states are you going to be driving through in case people want to say yeah, hi? Meet me on the interstate. I'm going to be in Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, California. When you're in California, will you be waving at your PPR co-host at a distance in a park if she meets you somewhere? I think there will probably be an 18-hour period where I hope to see all of my dearest friends in a park somewhere. Am I a part of that? Come on by. <laughs> Come on by is not a yes. <laughs> yes, that would be, it would be, if we're making plans on air, it would be great to see you. <laughs> 
Um, I was going to ask you off air, but I decided yeah. to do it. Put with the pressure on. <laughs> um, Hannah is my name, and awkward is my game. Um, if you want, if you listen through this whole thing, we really don't do this often. It's so sporadic. If you want to hashtag something, Ooh. hashtag um, mooning for the innocent. <laughs> Mooning for the innocent. I, yeah. Hashtag mooning Let for the innocent. Let me double check that that isn't already used for something else. And actually, yeah, <laughs> no, it's open. Yeah. Great. Great poll, Hannah. <laughs> so hashtag mooning for the innocent. If you've listened to this whole thing, thank you so much. Please subscribe if you haven't and tell other people that you know in all their various communities to subscribe. We really want to build this up and then live in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Here's um, to living on, in it. <laughs> here's to living in it. See you next time, Bye. guys. Have a Bye. Good week.